0: Smarties, today we revisit the idea of time blindness. We have discussed this concept on the podcast before and we'll link those episodes in the show notes to this episode if you want to go back and listen to our earlier conversations about it and our conversation with the wonderful Ellen Bratton about time blindness and time perception. Today we dig more into it. We talk about what it is, why it matters, we chat about some benefits to time blindness, and how one sense of time can be improved over the long term nothing is a quick fix in everything that we talk about if you are interested in working on time blindness it is never too late in fact we both have a lot of adults in our practices who are there to work on their time blindness so it is never too late you can always sign up for a phone call at either of our websites my website is www.capedtherapy.com that's cap with a k and Steph's website website is www.myedtherapist.com. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast.
1: Hi, Smarties. Welcome to Episode 297 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And Steph and I just did about
0: 20 minutes before we hit record on this episode, discussing a better laundry strategy for my household.
1: You executed the first step. Which was identifying that there was a problem. Identifying. <laughs> and then at step two was... Coming up with a solution and
0: purchasing laundry baskets, purchasing the goods, and making sure that I only have to go to one Target for the pickup. Yeah. What did busy moms do before
1: Target pickup? They had to go to Target. Or before Target. Like, what did my mom do? I don't know. Kmart? Yeah, maybe. It's funny that you said Kmart. Why? Because I was just talking about the Kmart collapse with my college student yesterday because she has to write a paper on something that collapsed. <laughs>
0: on a store that collapsed and I mentioned Kmart. Kmart's <laughs> a good one. Do you remember Fedco? No. Oh, you never went to Fedco. We were a big Fedco family and I really liked it. Fedco was like a Macy's Target. I've never even heard of it. It had all the things. It had furniture. It, ha- it was like Target, but with like your furniture section. And they also had a
1: Panda Express in it. Now we get to the root of why you liked it. Go in there. <laughs> yeah. And my
0: dad likes Panda Express. My grandmother also used to love Panda Express. So like he would always make sure that we got it. <laughs> <So>. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another one that collapsed. I'm so grateful that with little babies, taking them in and out of the car to go buy diapers or something like that. Not that Elliot is needing diapers anymore. That's a big news. That's so much work. 100%. So I'm so grateful. That was something that really emerged during the pandemic, right?
1: Yeah, because they had Target pickup before, but nobody really used it.
0: Did they have it before? They did. How long has Target pickup been around? Do you like
1: how she's Googling it right now? In 2017. See, I told you.
0: By 2019, the service was available in all 50 states. See? In 2020, we added the ability to get fresh and frozen grocery items through drive-up, and in 2021, adult beverages. Steph, have you done a return through Target pickup? No. That's leveling up your life. There's also like the option to get Starbucks, which is why Elliot likes to go because he sometimes gets a cake pop when we do a Target pickup. (laughs) That's going to be his Betco. That'll be his Betco. He'll remember that I got him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Target had a Starbucks.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So now we really just got to dig into this episode. I'm excited about the solution that we came up with, which is everybody's going to get their own laundry basket Yep, that is going to go to each room. Yep. Because if not, particularly me and Adam stuff just piles up on the couch in my office and I look at it all day, every day and don't do anything about it. So I'm thinking if it's at least in the basket, which I know is something you
1: use... A hundred percent. That's my thing. But then you just look at the baskets. I do look at the basket, but it's in a tighter area and not all over the place. Right. Okay. There's probably a better solution, but this solution is okay for the moment for me.
0: The better solution is hiring somebody to put laundry away for us. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's our least favorite task. What percent of the podcast do you think we spend talking about laundry? 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. I would agree. Okay. <laughs> Let's stick into time blindness and how we have time blindness and task avoidance about laundry because we both think it's going to take longer than it actually does. But it doesn't matter because no matter how many times we do it, we still don't want to do it. Nope. So what
1: is time blindness, Steph? Okay. So I think that this is really important why we're titling this episode time blindness, because I think that this is also really important to label it in a way that makes sense <laughs> right? And I don't mean like labeling a child or labeling you, but this is giving it a name, right? It's the inability to appropriately sense the passing of time. And what does that mean? Everybody experiences time differently. Some people can very accurately understand time. Some people overestimate, underestimate Time goes by so quickly and they have no idea, or vice versa, it goes by so slowly. You know, today is the anniversary of the Northridge earthquake, the day that we are recording this. Mm -hmm. It was 30 seconds. It felt like five minutes to my 14-year-old self. Did you wake up? Oh, yes. My dog actually woke up before it actually started.
0: We didn't have a pet. I had fish, Goldie, and my brother, had King Triton, but... They were goldfish. But I didn't wake up for it. Wow. Well, I woke up because my dad landed on top of me. <laughs> okay. Well, my dad woke up, shouted, it's the big one. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> And then he and my mom came to me in my brother's room, Uh so my dad came into our bedroom, Uh and my mom went to my brother, Uh and, like, we both slept under windows, like, our whole lives. Oh, uh-huh. Which
1: is interesting. I slept under a window as well. Because you're really not supposed to, right, in L.A.? I mean, I sleep under a window now, but that's the only place that the bed will fit, so...
0: Right. Okay. So that's my experience. I definitely absolutely remember the aftershocks being very intense and feeling very long.
1: Yeah. So I feel like this is a good explanation of if you were here and remember the earthquake, how you experienced those 30 seconds is time blindness. It did not feel like 30 seconds. That 30 seconds was the longest 30 seconds ever.
0: Steph, it says online... That it was only 20 seconds. The major shock lasted 10 to 20 seconds and registered at 6.7.
1: Interesting. Okay, so regardless of how long it actually was, it felt like a lot longer. (laughs) That's a good way. If you understand time completely, that is an experience that you can relate to. The passing of time that is not real.
0: (laughs) It's not real. Exactly. Yeah. Going back to the topic of the episode, some examples of time blindness include... Underestimating for the learners that we work with, or the adults that we work with in our practices, it's the underestimating or overestimating of how long an assignment or project would actually take them, which causes them not to begin. Yeah. Or because they think like, "Oh, I'm going to get it done so much faster," or "Oh, this is going to take me so much time. I'm avoiding it entirely." Mm -hmm. Time blindness—you can really see it with getting out the door, managing your workday and your workflow. Getting lost on your phone and video games, that type of stuff can really impact time blindness as well. But so why does it matter, Steph?
1: Struggling to manage time is important because everything is time bound that we're doing throughout the day. The big questions when we work with learners is, what do you need to do? When are you going to do it? How long does it take? Right? Okay, so let's talk about when you get up in the morning you need to shower, you need to get breakfast, you need to get out the door. Well, how long is it going to take? What order are you going to do it? How are you going to make sure that you get out the door on time? So you need to manage your time wisely so that you get all the things done that need to get done before you leave the house. They also struggle with appropriately estimating that passage of time. So that means in the moment, you set aside, okay, it usually takes 20 minutes to eat breakfast and take a shower. Let's say both things, right? But 20 minutes in, they're still in the shower. And it only feels like it's been two minutes that they've been in the shower to them. But you are counting for them and they're not judging time accurately. The other
0: reasons that it matters is because they struggle to plan and organize tasks. As you were talking, Steph, my brain was thinking about really the framework of what do you need to do how do you find it, and how long is it going to take? Learners who struggle with time blindness struggle with this ability to plan, organize, and execute. Mm -hmm. They also really struggle with adhering to a schedule. Mm -hmm. So we hear all the time, like, I try a visual schedule. I've tried a calendar. Calendar doesn't work. By the way, if you've ever listened to this podcast, you know a calendar works, but it takes repetition and all those sorts of things that we're going to talk about later on in this episode. So I'm just sharing what other people have shared with us. So struggling to adhere to a schedule obviously can have a tremendous impact on one's ability to be successful in an academic scenario or an employment scenario as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this next idea that I want to transition the conversation into about the benefits of time blindness, I want to start as we are talking about these things to acknowledge that Globally, we sort of think of these things as deficits. All these sorts of things, yes, there are challenges that emerge, but there are all these great benefits to a brain that struggles with executive functioning skills challenges because they're a brain that thrives in other creative environments. Mm-hmm. So the benefits to time blindness are the creativity that people who have time blindness have. I have no problem saying I'm not the most creative person. I'm not. I'm good at iterating, and I'm good at sort of like creating stuff for our businesses or for the podcast, but I don't like playing. Does that make sense? Like when Elliot wants to play or Owen... I would much rather be facilitating so everybody else could be playing (laughs) than being the one. And by the way, when I was in the classroom, I felt the same way. I didn't enjoy it then either. But I have very strong executive functioning skills. So that's my strength. And the creativity, the play is more of a weakness. What are some other benefits?
1: The ability to live in the moment and pivot.
0: Hold on. Now I have to ask you, do you feel like you're a creative person? No. Okay. Thank you. Okay, go on. (laughs)
1: The ability to live in the moment. So there are a lot of times where you have to pivot, change directions, change situations, change what's going to happen. And they are very flexible Mm. because there's no time boundness to what they were thinking was going to happen next, right? Well, you said that if we did this after this, then we could do this. You know, if it all feels the same to you, it could happen tomorrow instead. Sure. Why not? They are very, very flexible.
0: So what do we do when there is time blindness? Both we want to be able to preserve the good parts. Absolutely. But quote unquote, deal with the part of time blindness that is negatively
1: impacting our lives. I think the first thing is you have to know that you struggle with time blindness. Knowing that is the first step, right? Identifying that.
0: I identified the laundry problem. Yeah, Yes, the first step, to is admitting you have a problem.
1: Yeah, and (laughs) it doesn't have to be called a problem. It could just be a struggle.
0: No, I meant, like, I have a laundry problem. I wasn't talking about time.
1: I wasn't saying time blindness is a problem. So the time blindness will label as the struggle. So you need to practice feeling time. So what does that mean? That means... Working with us. (laughs) Yeah, working with us. But also... How long do you think it's going to take? And then how long does it actually take? You need to guess and check. Guess and check.
0: And you do that through time tracking. You do that through establishing routines that then become a predictable amount of time. If my morning routine, for example, takes me 25 minutes to get through and I want to be out the door by 8.30, I really need to start it by 8.00. And then you want to use those visual aids, but those visual aids have to be supported by action that is meaningful. And then you have to understand and know that the repetition of skills will strengthen this. It's like what we always say. You go to the gym. You don't expect a six-pack overnight, even though that'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. And you have to practice and incrementally get to a place where you've figured out what works for you. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing that you really want to make sure you have is like support systems in place. So that's both technological mm-hmm. people, systems that you have set up all those sorts of things. Like the laundry system that I'm setting up in my house. It's another system mm-hmm. where everybody will know the rules here about it. And so I have to tell you a funny story about all this. I'll tell you the story in a second. Steph. Okay, But you need those layers of support put in. And oftentimes, it can be really, really difficult to do that for yourself. And so doing these things in partnership, it's why you can't do like, therapy, talk therapy on your own, you have to do it in partnership with somebody else, you have to have that ability to reflect back. Those are our ideas about time blindness. Steph, what do you want to add?
1: You know, I wanted to say to go back for a second to the visual aids, things like using, I want to just give examples of like, sand timers, or timers or clocks that have Colors, baking timers. Yeah. Things like that is what we're talking about that are really helpful. And some people use their phone as an aid, and that's great. So there's lots of ways to do it. And if you're an adult listening to this, no shame. That's the whole thing. Everybody struggles with something. And so if you're struggling with time blindness, reach out to us because we can absolutely help.
0: We love getting to work on this stuff with our audience. So, Smarties, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great week. Have a great week, Smarties.